Play it, play it, play it, play it. We are gay like a fruit. We are looking like a snack. You are listening to Fruit Snacks. The 6.15 a.m. flight on Tuesday uh-huh. is on a 3.30. <laughs> You're so stupid. Uh, hey, guys. You idiot. I never tell you when I'm starting. Never. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like actually speaking about real things. <laughs> he's like trying to figure out when he's gonna leave me, and I'm like, "Nah, girl, we got things to do. We got a podcast to record." <laughs> what a mess! So, hey guys, this is the ASMR version of Fruit Stacks. Oh god! <laughs> Just kidding. My name is Brian. I'm Shane, and you are listening to Fruit, Fruit Snacks. Snacks. I almost said podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, we're a little bit tired. It's been a long day today. Exhausted. But, you know, I feel like every time we're together, we should try to knock out an episode of a podcast because we don't know when we're going to see each other again. So it's always good that when we are together, let's knock this out. Knock it out of the park. And I'm like, before we even start talking to each other, I'm like, you better say what you're going to tell me and fill me in in your life <laughs> for this fruit roll up. So let's get right into it. Oh, shit. You go first. Um, about what? Oh, just the fruit roll up. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, what are the things that I want to bring up? Oh, um. You know, I just um, hung out with my friend, my best friend, Kyle. Um, Just recently, he turned 31. So we went out um, in a small group to Palm Springs. I get it. I didn't go. (laughs) Here's the thing. Shane's a fake ass bitch. Okay. And he was in town and he said, yeah, I'll go to Palm Springs. And he ended up not going because he is very poor at planning. Nope. Um. You know what's actually really funny? Not funny, but like it kind of pissed me off that you didn't show up. I'm going to be honest as a friend. But not because like I get why it played out the way it did. Mm-hmm. But you know me, Shane, and I hate when people commit to things and then they just back out. Mm-hmm. Right. Like if it's me and I commit to something. Wait, I'm not done. Okay. You need to listen as a friend. <laughs> you know, like when I commit to something and then something falls out on my end where it doesn't. Um, like it doesn't work out the way I planned. I mm-hmm. still, and like, sometimes you have to spend a little extra money to get to where you need to go. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know what? Because it was my fault. They're waiting on me. I'm going to figure it out and make it happen. Granted. I think what you try to do is rent a car to drive out there. I get it. It's not worth a hundred dollars for a day mm-hmm. plus 150 for the amount that you would have been there. Mm-hmm. So I get that. Which and I paid. He did pay. So that was another thing. Because, you know, like when you're going on a trip and you're like splitting everything and then it's like, oh, if there's eight people, it's going to be this much. If it's nine people, it's going to be this much. And then one, like two people bail. Now seven people have to split it. Uh-huh. Um, that gets a little bit frustrating. But he paid his portion just because he knew he committed and didn't show up, which is fine. But for a second there, I literally had to like, you know, let off some steam. Because I was a little disappointed in you. But I also said from day one that I wasn't committing to that trip. And Kyle was like, nope, you're going. I counted you. And I was like, I'm not committing to this trip. And he's like, well, you're already counted. And then I was like getting the group messages. Exactly. Once you're in the group messages, girl, there's no oh, turning as back. If. There's no turning back. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, long story short, we went to Pop Springs. And I had a great time. I, um, I, I don't know if, well, okay, here's the thing is I don't drink very much because I am Korean and Koreans have a tendency to be allergic to alcohol and I am one of those Koreans who are allergic and it's not just like Asian glow where you get like a little bit red but like I get like 
pass out yeah. from a shot like legit so it was nice to like hang out with people who didn't drink mm-hmm. yeah we had like a ton of fun and i guess the party was a little bit pg for most people's taste because since we're not drinking it wasn't getting too crazy but we played illustrations um what is that it's like um telephone with drawing so like each person draws a picture on their notepad and then you pass it and then the person that you pass it to is supposed to guess it and so everyone's guessing on that round and you write down what the guess is and then of that guess the person draws it are you saying draws like with an l draws draws was i saying droll it sounded like yeah like maybe i'm just like being lazy. lazy at the end you probably could tell you guys that we're kind of tired <laughs> like literally as i'm talking to you guys shane is laying in a bed <laughs> literally laying in a bed comfortable um but yeah since it's since it's like somewhat close to the end of october there was like people dressed up and i don't really have halloween plans so i was like like one of the guys kyle's boyfriend was like hey let's dress up so i just packed like my car full of like old Halloween costumes. And then they had a lot of old Halloween costumes just in case people wanted to be like, Oh, I can't dress up. I didn't bring anything. I'm yeah. like caught. We you got you put this on. <laughs> um, so I was an ice skater. Yeah. I was going to be Tanya Harding, which I thought was a great gift or mm-hmm. gift, a great costume. Um, and I had like a great wig, but the wig wasn't like silly enough for me. Like it looked like pe- I didn't want people to think that like I was trying to be serious and look cute yeah. because it was a lace front. Yeah. <laughs> so I got something that was like literally like super synthetic. So it looked like plastic on my head mm-hmm. and I made pigtails and it's kind of like my go-to wig. Right. To look silly. So yeah, that was, a silly wig. that was my, uh, catch up. So yeah, I just kind of was like doing my own thing this weekend, mm. living large. Um, Well, I went to a Halloween party and finally marked the end of celebrating Halloween, at least. You act like it's it's such a chore. It is. It's like, I hate when people are like, what are you going to be for Halloween? Like, in September. I'm like... Yeah, girl. You're supposed to be thinking the year before. No. (laughs) I feel like everybody does that, though. They're like, oh my god, next year I'm going to be this. Yeah, absolutely. I'm like the kind of bitch who writes it. two days before Halloween and they're like, fuck, I have nothing for my costume. (laughs) That's me too, though. Literally, I'll like put ideas from all year long in my notepad on my phone so i'm like what do i want to be i'll like go back and look at my notes <laughs> my halloween notes <laughs> and i feel like your costume was completely last second like oh absolutely your nice costume yeah i have a wig yeah and i slayed it okay okay well <laughs> me and my ex-boyfriend um dressed up as a figure skating pair oh, i was like kyle no <laughs> he who shall not be named uh- just kidding well i'm not gonna say his name but you know who you are you can look at my instagram and there's a picture of us being an ice skating pair (laughs) what are you laughing at tag him in this podcast (laughs) which by the way you know like i'm sure it means nothing but in my head i'm like rewriting this love story um i was on my instagram story and i was like just looking at who viewed it Mm -hmm. he was one of them did you know he was following you um he doesn't follow me but I'm not, I'm not private, so anybody can see it. So he searched you and watched yeah. it. I mean, I don't know what his thought process is, but he did. And I, like, didn't want to make a thing out of it. But I check I... up on exes. Not check up. That's, like, a bad... Well, here's the thing. Like, all my exes are still friends with me. So it's not like I check up on them. It's just we're still friends. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, the way this... <laughs> all of your exes, all two. No, I dated some girls. <laughs> we all... That's we why all... you're friends. <laughs> <laughs> no, but... um. Me and the ex. Uh, the I, ex? I guess it doesn't matter. Whatever. So, continue. So, what were you this Halloween? 
<laughs> um, like i'm like sitting over here in my emotions like, so, think, like i'm like do i want to let it out so is this about to be a next segment <laughs> of like heartbreak rotten fruit <laughs> I, think I, I think i already took up the breakup episode um i actually didn't really like dress up as a particular thing i had someone throw some skeleton makeup mm, on me and that's the like, laziest costume yeah, ever absolutely. that's like people who don't prepare they're First always all, what is it dia de los muertos is that how you say dia it de los muertos. Uh, yes it's just yeah. better roll off your tongue you bilingual girl that's by from injection. all the mexicans you do you dated <laughs> by injection <laughs> injection girl you ain't a bottom i know <laughs> i'm thinking of all the times i have been a bottom um all six of them um i yeah, I was super lazy about it, but I looked fucking great, and I was really comfortable. <laughs> fucking great, compared <laughs> to whose standards? <laughs> everybody, everybody was like, "You look great." Name three. Everyone at the party. <laughs> so that's at least seven. Is the dog in that count too? <laughs> that dog hated me. No, she's not counted. Oh, there was a dog at the party. Well, she, they locked her up in their room. <laughs> Probably from bitch. all the ghouls and goblins, she was just like, "Get the fuck out of my she house." She was so stressed because of those Halloween decorations. I believe it. She's not about it. I believe it. Um, my dog would like not even care. <laughs> He'd be so like, "Ooh, new friends." He'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> He'd be like "Hey, ghost." <laughs> He'd just be looking for food, literally, or just like someone to touch him. It wouldn't meet. It wouldn't matter if it's a real person or like a dead ghost. He's like, as long as I feel pressure on my body, <laughs> I don't feel any pressure. Right <laughs> no, now. I don't feel any pressure. <laughs> um. Yeah, I dressed up. I went to two Halloween parties in one night. Wow, she's party doing hopped. big things. I know, <laughs> making party moves. Making money moves. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder uh, if we were doing a drinking game, <laughs> if you heard making money moves or it's big, huh? You'd probably be drunk. <laughs> shout out. We're not going to shout out. Shout we've, out to Landon. We've shouted, <laughs> shouted him out enough. He can shout us out. <laughs> making all the following followers he got from us. <laughs> imagine his popularity grows and we get nothing <laughs> everybody's just like bouncing off of us to right. him um, <laughs> yeah i went to two halloween parties and then i woke up in absolute joy this morning when i was able to finally start playing christmas music it's still october uh, barely okay so here's the thing you can't get mad at at people <laughs> thinking of Chris or no, Christmas. I'm not mad at people. I just don't want to be included in those plans. No, you can't get upset that people are thinking about Halloween I'm a not. month before when you're thinking of Christmas three months before. Two. Three. Less than two. Okay, Christmas is at the end of December. So we're going to currently the end four. of October. Okay, you got me. Right. <laughs> See? <laughs> at least I can admit when I'm wrong. You're like technically wrong. five months. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you, you were like upping the months i was as and you were trying to and argue and that stopped, point. did the math and i was like uh, uh, we'll move on <laughs> <laughs> um yeah that's like what i'm looking forward to now Christmas. and i will actually say yeah people love new york city in the summer and i get it like it's fun because you well, I really don't get it, actually. I don't get New York in the summer. I hate it's New so York hot. in the summer. The it's subways are, like, disgusting. filled with people who smell of body odor. And, and like, like everyone's touching each other. Yeah, it's disgusting. I will say that that city during the holidays is a cool place to be. I feel like that, for sure, would feel magical. It is. Because I feel like how L.A. is with Halloween, New York is with Christmas. Because mm, in L.A., you don't get Christmas. No. Like no, they'll not that feel. They'll put up like fake snow or like a Christmas tree, but it's still like eighty degrees, and you're like, 
I'm yeah. in a tank top. <laughs> yeah. I think the reason that I used to love Christmas here is because that's when I worked at Disney and I would like be at Disney where they do try to make it magical. Mm-hmm. But New York, like even just walking down Fifth Avenue where all the stores are like completely done up for the holidays yeah. and you can walk by the ice skating rink sure. at Rockefeller um, and see like the giant Christmas tree and all that. It's, right. That is really exciting regardless of it being negative 30 degrees. I don't know what it is about Christmas, but I just feel like it is so fake for people. Like I love the fact that everyone feels like they're giving during the holiday season. They're a little more aware of people who aren't as fortunate as them Mm -hmm. to have a good Christmas. If you do have a good Christmas, but what's really frustrating to me is like, I feel like why is Christmas the excuse for you to be a good person? Like, why can't you be a good person throughout the entire year? And it shouldn't Mm -hmm. be like, Oh, now it's the Christmas spirit, which literally has nothing to do with actual Christmas. (laughs) If you want to go like point blank facts, um, but yeah, I think that bothers me because it's almost like a facade. Like if you're going to be nice during Christmas, just be nice yeah. throughout Christmas. It should be more like a human spirit, not a, a Christmas hu- spirit. Exactly. Yeah. Like yeah. a yearly spirit. Mm-hmm. We need to change that. Human spirit? Yeah. Yeah. Or just like a yearly spirit. 365 uh-huh. day spirit. <laughs> we stay on tens. We stay ready so we don't have to get ready to be nice. Shut up. <laughs> Did you just tongue pop? It was a tongue click. You know I can't yeah. pop. There it is. That was a good one. That was from Shane, not me. Oh, yeah. This is mine. (laughs) (laughs) Which is funny because I'm the one with tiny lips. Tongue pops have nothing to do with lips, Everything to do with lips. You just got that, like, thick-ass tongue. (laughs) (laughs) All the better to eat the butt. That fucking sausage tongue. Ew, sausage tongue. Yeah, that chody tongue. Um, What'd you call it? Chody. Oh, sick. I just pictured that, like, mushroom stamp that we saw earlier. Yeah, we're following this, like... Well, I, we're not, because I have morals, but Shane is following... Okay, you're, you're pending <laughs> approval, actually. But since I don't have it, I still have morals. It's this um, Instagram where literally it's just a no, slew... Snapchat. Sorry, Snapchat. That's just p- part of the reason why I don't have it, because I don't really... I'm not that I active hate on Snapchat. Snapchat. Yeah. I think we're, like, just on the cusp of generationally being too old for Snapchat. For sure. <laughs> but um, there's this, like... What is it called? Should we even say what it's called? Uh, probably not. Probably not. Okay, we won't. But it's like this this um, Snapchat where it's just a string of like naked men and women. Mm-hmm. And which do you know that that's actually really common on Snapchat? I believe it. I, mean, I didn't I've, know that. I've sent out naked photos on the, Snapchat. No, 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 no. <laughs> not like my, my photos probably on one of those not stories. To, <laughs> <laughs> not DMing like nude photos. There are actually people who build a following off of creating their own porn channels, if you will, that people can just watch. But do you get paid? No. Okay. Well, that's silly. Right. Well, I think the point is, I don't think that they always show, well, I've seen pretty much everything, but I mean, like you're not getting like a, a feature film on their Snapchat. It's more of them, I think, prompting you to watch other things that they're involved in that you would have to pay for. I see. So it's like a promotional little snippet. Like, watch this 10 seconds of me showing my asshole, and you can get a minute if you pay right. for this fans only right, right, site. Right, 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 right. All right. Well, you know, you generate your income, girl. Oh, I'm not doing that. Well, you should. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I don't know. That's, because mm-hmm. you don't really have butt cheeks. Okay. This is literally just like a back with a hole on it. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> like your lips. Just not That's there. <laughs> No, you got a little, a cute little, little what? 
Low by loaf. <laughs> low bread loaf. Just keep getting my voice higher and higher. Little white bread loaf. <laughs> Wonder bread. Um, we actually, um, Bernard and Bailey and I call Nova. Who, well, okay, who's Bernard, Bailey, and you? I know who they are, okay. but people who are listening do not. Well, they are um, people who... You don't have to give a good synopsis. Just yeah, like, no, they're, they're friends who I met on my first cruise contract. Okay, um, continue. Shout we, out to Bernard and Bailey. I met them, and they are a hoot. Bailey and Bernard are so funny. They're a riot. So, um, so <laughs> on our first contract, we um, used to stop in Alaska every week yeah. during the summer months. And there was this little cupcake shop called Sugar Mamas uh-huh. that I don't think is there anymore, although I could be wrong. Um, and it was at this little port in a little tiny town called Skagway. Um, and... They had this flavor of cupcake called rhubarb. <laughs> Wait, I'm still stuck on Skagway. Skagway. That kind of sounds like an insult. <laughs> like, you fucking Skagway. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Um, okay, sorry. So they have a rhubarb. So they have a rhubarb flavored cupcake, and I we didn't know what that was. Yeah, what is rhubarb? It's just a, it's like a plant, but, but it's, it's like, like it's it's a su- sweeter kind of plant, if you will. I see. Um, so they were making like rhubarb yeah because yeah. i've seen rhubarb flavored yeah. things i just never have tried it yeah um that sounds like white culture but right <laughs> classy white culture um so you've seen like rhubarb bars they're like think like a cereal bar basically okay. so we started seeing things like that after we finally asked like what rhubarb was. yeah yeah and so now whenever we see like a flat ass like uh-huh. no ass we call it a rhubarb like girl <laughs> she got full rhubarb just like nothing but you know people like i have a tiny butt but at least when i move in certain ways you could see i got a butt there yeah. are people whose pants just hang hang like there's hang. no it's like skin to concave to, like it right. goes not even out it goes inwards yeah, no. like it bows like backwards <laughs> <laughs> and what kills me is like their belt they need a belt because yeah. nothing will hold it nothing. up. And I always wonder when I see that, like at Target or whatever, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you're like shopping, you look over, you look at a button, you're like, where is it? It's probably found in aisle four. <laughs> uh, but anyways, um, I wonder what it looks like in person. The butt? Yeah. Like I literally, like I said earlier, jokingly about your butt, like you have a little butt, but it's, yeah. it's, there's cheeks. Okay. Yeah. I wonder if it literally is just a hole with a back or sorry, a back with a hole on it, like no crack. Cause there's no cheeks or anything, but I just don't understand how you don't have enough. You know what like, I also think about? Or I agree. Something in your, no butt. Muscle I mean, you're all. walking completely like you can stand. So right. should that generate something? something? I just picture Legos. <laughs> you know, Legos. <laughs> it's just like two little that's like so legs gross. that like articulate and that's it. <laughs> Just two little legs, like chopsticks. Just every time they're walking. <laughs> Just chopsticks into your waist. <laughs> well, whatever. Yeah. If you hear all that shuffling, Shane's getting a little more comfortable on the bed. <laughs> okay, well, was there anything else you wanted to catch up on? Nope. That's everything? Yeah. Yeah. Happy holiday season. And again, I'm sorry if we sound tired. We have been kind of going a lot lately, so. A lot. We're just, you know, this is like pillow talk right now. <laughs> like literally pillow talk when you're oh like, Oh my God, we should have a pillow talk episode. This is it. <laughs> this is the one. <laughs> this is more like pillow floor talk. Pillow floor talk. Brian's yeah. sitting on the floor. I'm sitting on the floor because Shane was like, can we just do it in the bed? But like, I feel like I will fall asleep if I jump in this bed. So I'm like <laughs> uncomfortably sitting on the floor just to stay awake. Yeah. 
but I feel like this is kind of the scenario of when this podcast kind of arose because we would always have talks like this. Like mm-hmm. after we would like hang out all day, we would like all you we want to do is like go to bed, but then we we start talking, talking for hours. Yeah, and it doesn't stop. And I was like, we should start a podcast because we do this anyway. So oh, so this was your idea. Here we are. It was only my idea. I just asked you to be a part of it, which I don't know why. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I do believe that you would be able to fulfill your own hour. <laughs> I'm not even going to deny that. I probably could sit here and talk about anything and everything under the sun and fill a full hour and be like, all right, guys, well, that was that episode. Mm-hmm. You do it on your Insta story. Well, because I have a lot to say, you know? There's, there's no, part of the time is because I have no friends, so I talk to my phone. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally, I'm not even, like, I'm joking, like, laughing about it, but it's no joke. Like, when I'm on layovers, I'm like, I'm so bored. And then I'm like, let me generate some conversation. So I'll just talk to my phone and people hopefully will respond to my story. Um... Yeah. But let's move right into it. Um, what kind of thing you want to do? Let's do some fresh fruit. Yeah? Okay. All right. So this week on fresh fruit, which are fresh ideas that we want to talk about, we're just going to talk about sexual preference. Right. Um, but I kind of hesitate calling sexual preference. We'll start here. Because when we, when, we call, when we call it sexual preference, I almost feel like you're saying you prefer one thing over another, which right. kind of signifies that it's a choice. But mm. realistically, it's not really a choice on who you love. I guess it's a choice on who you love based off of personality and stuff like that. But like the gender and stuff like that, like yeah. that's kind of more hardwire. But then as we go more into the future, as we currently are, I feel like gender fluidity is like a buzzword. Mm-hmm. That kind of makes it more of a choice, but let's dive into that because I feel like it makes more sense where it's not necessarily a choice, but it's just an openness to be like loving whoever you want. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, go ahead. Was, it, I feel like I was just going to circle back to the human spirit. Mm-hmm. It's more like a, it's a human based emotion rather than like a physical based. Yeah, yeah. I feel like we are so forced into thinking that we're meant to feel something about i mean growing up i feel like we were taught to feel something for the opposite sex right like socially wired that right. way yeah but or not we in knew that it was, yeah or we knew you know we started to develop the understanding of what it of what it means to be gay and i feel like even then i was still thinking of only loving a man or only loving a woman there wasn't really in between where it's like whoever fits within the parameters close enough to where you could fall in love with someone that's who you're choosing regardless of gender which i guess would have fallen into the label of like bisexuality growing up but right even like as a gay man i gave that label like such shit well i think like you're just being like like you're gay you just don't want to say exactly i think that's the problem with bisexuality in general Mm -hmm. like i have been with girls physically Mm -hmm. i would still be with girls physically um, I don't like I don't get grossed out by it and sometimes yeah. some girls I'm like yeah I totally would be into you um, but I would never label myself as bisexual mm-hmm. um, I just call myself gay but I also feel like um, that is the stigma of bisexual where mm-hmm. it's like almost like it doesn't exist right? right where it's like you're only saying bisexual to ease your way into the deep end right of being gay mm-hmm. right like shallow would be straight in that tippy toe section where you're like five foot deep water you're like oh i gotta keep my head above the water that's bisexual and then you're like you know what let me just drown up in this bitch i'm gonna go down for that dick okay let me hit the bottom of this 10 foot pool and you know submerge myself with this heterosexual love (laughs) i felt 
you know what's funny? I've actually felt um, most attraction uh, to women mm-hmm. dancing with them as a partner. Yeah, I can like, see that. There's something about um, taking on that masculine energy. Yeah. Where, like, I obviously experienced that with a man, like, during sex or in a relationship. And when, let me clarify, just yeah. so that people know what we're talking about, because I feel like sometimes it's so natural for us to understand each other, but there's, like, a backstory that needs to be said for people who probably have not had this conversation. When Shane references masculinity, he means the characteristic of being masculine right like taking charge right right, right being right, right, the right, one right, right. to lead the the direction and mm-hmm. in this term he's saying femininity as someone who's a little more reserved and more about like you letting someone like a, else take the lead and there's like a softness like i a, feel for sure like that's a very good word like there's like when you touch their face like you know, when you touch a guy's face, there's like harder features right. or stubble, like, like facial hair. Right. And you can feel like more concrete. That. Yeah. Dis- dis- distinctions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like when I think of dancing with a girl, like s- sensually. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Um, like I, I did that on cruise ships, you know, every now and then you would really have to like, as my show director would say, like get in her guts. Butch it up like, a little bit as a gay butch man. It up. <laughs> well, but see, and I love that. Like, right. I feel some guys find struggles in that because they're so assert assertive in like who they are as a gay man and Mm -hmm. that's fine and if they take on feminine qualities like that's great but um when it comes to like dancing i like to take on that more like brian was explaining the masculine role and i i like to let them know that like i'm gonna partner the fuck out of them right you know like i want to I almost want there to be like a an element of romance between me and my partner, right? Um, because I think that makes for the best dance. Like it's it comes down to a like a aesthetic a form of art, yeah. You know, and um, I forgot why I started talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> Normally, I can like reel it back because yeah, nope. I'm a king of sidebar. I went into the deep end, girl. <laughs> I skipped the waiting but... pool and I went straight for the deep end. I don't remember why you said this either. Um, uh, I guess it's about energies. Yeah. Oh, and like bisexuality. Okay. Yeah. 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 And like, there are times where I'm turned on by the idea of playing that masculine role with Mm -hmm. a feminine against a feminine role. Okay. Um, but there's always something internally for me missing with a woman. With a woman, absolutely. Even if I make out with a girl, I'm like, it's not turning me on because of her it's turning me on almost because i'm like playing that that role and like there's that sensuality between two people um but like internally i know that i'm not i'm not in a position well no that sounds bad i was gonna say i'm not in a position i want to be in well here's the thing with that i feel like what you're trying to say in essence is that it's not necessarily the person you're doing it with but the act of acting in that role right because i i I bring this up because i feel like in gay um, relationships or physicality um there's like this dance of energy right where uh-huh. in a straight terms i don't think any gay person would say this but i which is a complete side note i hate when people are like who's the girl and who's the guy in the relationship uh-huh. it's not like that like honestly within one sexual encounter you both could give that title i'm not going to use that title because i don't really like it but 
if it's two guys, one guy could have the masculine energy in the relationship, not the relationship, but the dynamic, and yeah. one could have the feminine quality. But then also within that same breath, you both could have masculine energy mm-hmm. doing the same act, and you both can have feminine energy doing mm-hmm. the same act. And so I, I think like, what people want to know is who's the top and who's the exactly. bottom. Exactly. But like, I feel like because they're, they're thinking about the interaction in a heterosexual way right. of like, someone has to be the girl and someone has to be a guy when that necessarily is not the case. Right. Cause uh-huh. you could be a girl having sex with a man, but still having very masculine energy about it. Like yeah. you're not fucking me, dude. Like I'm going to fuck you. Right. Like just lay there and I'm doing everything. That yeah. to me is masculine energy. It has mm-hmm. nothing to do with her having a penis or like right. being a man. Yeah. But like with that, so I feel like what you're trying to explain is that in that sexual encounter, it's not even about having um, a girl is what's turning you on. It's just mm-hmm. like being that dominant masculine thing. Yeah. Cause I feel like that kind of comes into that whole scope of S and M where right. these men who are like businessmen always get caught having like a slave. Mm-hmm. They're being the slave in the dynamic. Totally. And I think what the thing is, and I think a lot of gay men experience this too, is that men have this pressure to keep it together. Right. Cannot express emotion. Need to, they always need to be in power. Right. They always have to make decisions, you know, in their job, at home, their work life. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like sexually they get really turned on by right. just getting fucked, you know, right. or like really like being the bitch and mm-hmm. a lack of better words because they have a chance to just really release everything and they don't have to play that role that they're always playing. Right. Which go ahead. I was just going to say, and I was thinking earlier, like as I was speaking, because we're in a culture where. You have to think about everything that you say. Absolutely. Because people it's will so tear sensitive. you apart yeah, if they're yeah. it's, offended by it. It's, it's one of those things, too, where it's like you almost have to not even choose the right words, but give give mm-hmm. the right meaning to those right. words. And I was just yeah. going to do that. Like when I was using the labels of masculine and feminine uh-huh. um, in terms of like playing roles sexually. Yeah. For me, it's not like the traditional like I'm trying to give more power to those words where I think that there is very much so a difference between men and women in terms of the energy that we we give off yeah and i think as gay men i mean i can only speak as a gay man i'm a little more in tune with being able to um project both yeah uh but i i love that women have an energy that men can't provide completely you know and i'm so i'm not trying to say like oh i like being able to dominate a feminine energy it's more of i like to interact with a feminine energy because it's a contrast from what you can sometimes offer. over bearing masculine energy that we experience every single day right i'm trying you know? to be quote unquote normal to societal standards yeah, yeah. and i think it's okay to to say like yeah no i have like great feminine energy or i have mm-hmm. great masculine energy mm-hmm. and it's okay to differentiate between the two right and move between the two right because there's i'm not i don't find weakness in either one and i was you know? just gonna say that because i feel like us explaining this to this is what i mean we want to put the right meaning to the words is that when we say femininity we're not saying that it's a lesser or weaker form or position to take because even when you're feminine you could be in total in complete control but in a most feminine way Mm -hmm. of being coy and like come and get it you know what i mean where you're not the aggressor but you're just as aggressive being like Uh uh-uh you're not gonna get it yet and that role is like almost just as sexy to play and it's funny because when i think of like uh, like again without offense when i think of a super straight guy i don't 
see him being able to portray that that no energy. Way. No way, like can't... a girl trying to get him. He would be like, right. no, it's like a pissing match at that right. point. Like, no, I need to be the one to be chosen. It was uh-huh. like, girl, just like not just the right. actual girl, but we always <laughs> say girl. Like, homie, calm down. Right. Like, it's all right. You're not. She's not trying to like say her dick is bigger. So you need to like. Take several seats. Uh huh. <laughs> Chad. <laughs> I don't Who? know. Chad. Oh. That just sounds like a really straight Brad, Chad, Michael. <laughs> Brad is a hot name, though, on a side note. Kinda. But kind of like a douchey hot name. I like Chad better. Yeah, I do too, actually. Yeah. But either I would suck their dick, so whatever. Totally. <laughs> totally. <laughs> um, and here's why I feel like, like going back about having choices in your sexuality it's like for me i knew it wasn't a choice and um because okay. everyone always asks not everyone but you know like when you have these conversations with people who get to know you and close enough to be like okay can i ask gay questions mm-hmm. like they're like when did you know and for me i always knew i mm-hmm. think what the choice is is the choices to be honest with the people that you love and feel right. safe around but the choice of being who you are is not necessarily a choice you just choose to when to become that full realized person mm-hmm. and the difference is that gay people kind of have to choose that because there's things that reaffirm that it's not okay to be open Mm -hmm. and i think we're moving more towards that but then as a straight person you're always validated for who you are just by the way you are in this world so you don't ever have to feel like you're choosing to be straight because you're always reaffirming that yes straight is okay right Mm -hmm. and this is the first incident where i was like oh okay i am different and this is where like the the closet if you will got built Uh um at this time me and my brother were about six and seven i was six my brother was about seven we were in mississippi and um at the time uh we lived in like i know (laughs) the perfect place to be gay um that was a joke (laughs) for people who don't know yeah that was a joke anyways um we were at the local pool like down by the apartment complex Mm because at the time my parents were young that's where we lived loved it because i was like we got a pool (laughs) it was like a two-bedroom apartment but we were downstairs at the pool and um some guy like with his shirt off dove into the pool and i remember being young and like i don't know if it was sexual but there was something about him that got me so intrigued where i was Mm -hmm. like i want to know more and i could not stop looking at him it's just like a little boy having a crush on a girl right i had a super crush on this guy he was a grown-ass man mind you Uh uh-huh and I remember telling my brother, I was like, oh, my God, he's so cute. And my brother was like, what would you say? And I was like, he's cute. Like this little six-year-old six, right, six right. innocent boy. And he was like, Brian, you're not supposed to say that. And I was like, wait, why? And he's like, boys don't like boys. You can be friends with him, but you're not supposed to like him. And I was like, oh, I didn't know that. That's when I was like, okay, socially, this is not okay, right? Mm-hmm. At a young age, obviously, that's not Dang. how I thought of it. But over the years, I was like, oh, clearly, this is not normal, you know? And then I just remember being like super quiet as a kid because mm-hmm. I didn't want my true self being found out. So I would, I became hyper aware of like figuring out a situation and how I could pass in that situation mm-hmm. as seamlessly as possible. Yeah. And in your Jinko jeans, Jinko jeans, girl at with. the skating rink, because <laughs> straight boys were wearing it. So I was like, yes. But literally, I was like hiding anything that showed that I was not a man. Right. So like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't wear tank tops. Because I was a late bloomer and mm. I didn't have armpit hair. That's how ridiculous oh, it yeah. got. Or I wouldn't wear shorts on like a 90 degree day at school because I didn't have leg, leg hair, hair yet. So it was like, I didn't want the boys to have anything to pick on. Mm-hmm. Yet when you heard me speak before puberty, I would always be mistaken as a woman on the phone. So Same. I really had like, literally they're like, I'm like, hello. And like Miss <laughs> Weaver. And I'm like, no, this is his son. And they're like, son. <laughs> and I'm like, 
I want to. I got hang mistaken for my mom all, all the, time. the time on our house phone. So bad. But that's what I mean. It's like not a choice because instinctly it was who I was from the yeah. jump. Yeah. You can't like people find ways to pass pass find ways to pass pass yeah. yeah just you'll fly or fight or flight and yeah. our fight was to hide mm-hmm. um yeah. but then also going now to the more current conversation about it of being like gender fluid mm-hmm. is that I, I think that's the best way to say because even in high school without this vocabulary to explain it i knew that that was where my route was going because i remember talking to my best friend um, at the time and I had such a crush on him yet. He did not know that mm-hmm. um, Which is funny because actually my dad thought he was gay in high school Your But didn't know that I was gay like dad. I was a cheerleader You know I think most parents know they just have this like denial factor in them, right? I or, mean, I guess it's yeah. like a love screen where they're like I'm gonna accept him right. for him And if he tells me that then that's what I'm going with right um, But it was funny because um, I would like hesitate telling him because I wanted him to know that my truth because I was like your friend, you're saying? Yeah, my friend, because okay. I was thinking, like, maybe we'll fall in love if I come out and he'll tell me, <laughs> which I didn't think he was gay at all, because honestly, like, I was a head cheerleader, gay as hell, and um, he was, like, the, the popular football jock, and everyone mm-hmm. loved him, but we were both, like, likable, so it was, like, we just made a good dynamic, but anyways, yeah. um, that would have been such a good love story. Oh, just thinking about it made my heart flutter. <laughs> Look at me and my emotions. <laughs> Shut up. You were, what, 13? I was actually 16 or 17, so, like, adult. It's a little more real. Yeah, but anyways, um, I remember having this conversation with him. I was like, Joel, would you, like, I was, like, talking to him. I was like, I don't understand why people feel like they have to be gay, gay, straight, or bisexual. Like, why do we have to label it? Mm -hmm. Like, I was like, here's the thing, and I think it was me talking about my own experience, but I was like, like, for instance, say that you like this girl, and she had all the qualities that you loved, right? But you didn't find her attractive. So you didn't date her and she became a friend. Wouldn't that be the same if you were a boy and you had a best friend where you like had all, he had all the qualities that you needed for you to be completely happy in a relationship. But the only thing that was holding you back is because he was a, he was a man and you're a man and that's not socially acceptable. And I was like, I, I felt like at that time, that was my truth where I was mm-hmm. like, I want to be open to date whoever because my high school girlfriend, I still to this day and she knows it too. I tell her this all the time. That was the best relationship I have ever been in mm-hmm. because without going too deep, I needed someone who could support me and like be my cheerleader. Cause I know I like to be in the limelight and, I, <laughs> and I'm not going to even try to hide it, but like someone who is a good partner to me is someone who can hang with being crazy, but don't, doesn't have to be crazy to get the attention. Yeah. And that was her. And for me, if she was a guy, I probably would still be with her. But uh-huh. dating her, I was completely content. You yeah. know, I was completely happy. The only thing that was missing was that she was a girl. And I think that goes with any characteristic, right? Where you're like, oh, I love my husband. But what he misses is that he's not clean, you know? Or something uh-huh. that always bothers you where you're like, this is, I just wish this would change. Mm-hmm. And so that was my whole experience with being sexual or my sexuality where it was like, I'm going to be open where I do definitely lean towards the guy mm-hmm. because I love that masculine, not energy, but characteristics of like being more muscular and having a more defined jawline mm-hmm. and having hair. Like I love body hair, right? And like uh-huh. muscles, that's what gets me going. But even with that said, I like a guy with the big chest as if he had big titties, not fat, but like developed yeah. in like a fat ass, just like a straight guy would be like, I love titties and ass. Like mm-hmm. it's the same thing for me, just in a masculine form. Right. 
Um, so I remember explaining that to him and he was like, Oh, I could see that. And I'm like, oh, just tell me you love me. <laughs> Wait, you didn't say that. No, no, oh. of course not. I was like, Oh, cool dude. Right on. <laughs> fist bump. Yeah. Fist bump, dude, bro. <laughs> Let me see your dick. What? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was like, that's how I would explain masculinity Yeah. or not masculinity, but sexuality. And did you have anything to say? Because I can keep going. <laughs> I know you can. That's why I was just letting you roll. Cause I actually have more to say, but that's I don't want to like steamroll and hog all of this airtime so this is what my i say all that because it brings me to my next point where i feel like there's like a double standard at least in american society where men are not allowed to be open with their feelings with this about the same gender right Mm -hmm. and this differs even within ethnicities like Mm -hmm. black men need to be ultra straight yeah to even be accepted right and that Mm -hmm. is different than like like white men or asians or whatever um but I think socially, if it was more acceptable for men to show affection to men, more guys would hook up with each other. And I don't think that that's a gay thing. I really honestly do not think if a guy who is straight identifies as straight were to hook up with another guy. I know this sounds so weird, but hang with me here. I do not qualify that as gay. Uh-huh. Right. And this is why. Because if a girl were to hook up with the girl or have like a quote unquote lesbian phase, they don't get that title for the rest of their life. That's just, Oh, girls are more fluid. I think guys are just as fluid and just as sexual, Mm -hmm. but we were more, more sexual. Absolutely. I don't think we know how to contain our sexuality. Exactly. But then I think society's so quick to be like, that's gay. And Uh guys think that that is such an insult. So they'd Uh rather not even go down that path. And it's that fearful thing because I've known plenty of guys who are straight, identify straight, but would definitely let a guy suck their dick or have, but of course it's on the DL. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that's gay. I really don't because here's the thing on the opposite end. I've had a sex with girls, right? Mm -hmm. Then I started having sex with guys. If I ever were to go back and have sex with a girl again, no one would be like, Oh my God, Brian's straight now. No, right. I would always get that gay label. So I feel like it's the same thing. If a guy were to have sex with a girl and like do whatever and then one night, you know, get along, get really like, you know, like just get along with the guy so much so that he felt sexual energy towards mm-hmm. him and just hooked up, he would get that gay title for the rest of his life. Yeah. And I was like talking to a girl about this and she's like, oh, that's such a good point that you bring up. I guess it should be even. I was like, yeah, but let me ask you this. If, a, if you dated a guy and found out he hooked up with another guy. How would you feel? And uh-huh. she's like, I don't think I could do it because I would I would always think he's gay. And I was like, exactly. So even though you feel like that is such forward thinking and you understand it, you're part of the problem. <laughs> and I think that part of that stems from the stigma. It's because we've heard of so many cases of men coming out later in life because uh-huh. they were they f- they were made to feel that they had to sweep who they were under the rug. Uh-huh. And there was a, a breaking point for them where they didn't want to hide that anymore. Right. And I don't think that you run into that with women as much. Sure. Where like a girl might always question her husband's sexuality if she knew that he slept right. with men before because she might think he was probably ashamed of it, didn't want to fully act on it, didn't want to dump, right. jump into so the deep end. instead of dump, jump on the deep end, he's going to re- you know, recluse mm-hmm. and be like, I'm straight. Right. I need to hide it. Yeah. Which is like, it's such a circular, volatile um, pattern. Totally. You know, where it, like th- that girl felt like she would question her husband's sexuality. Always. But the reason that she would question that is because of the society that she's perpetuating. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Where like, 
I don't necessarily think she would think that had she not known that, Mm -hmm. right? Like she probably wouldn't think, oh, my husband, I've always thought this. I knew it. But Mm -hmm. once it comes out now, she's like, I think it. Mm -hmm. And that's annoying because like, girl, if you never thought it before, then it's probably still the case. He still loves you. If everything that he showed you was that. But then now that you find out, you're like, it's all a lie. Nah, girl, the facts were still there. You just didn't see him. And it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Um, Totally. I, um, I like, just think that wait, at the b- end of the before we switch yeah. on, this is one more point I wanted to say. If a straight man can have sex with an ugly bitch who he does not think is cute at all, but it's still vagina and he's uh-huh. going to get his rocks off, he could stick his dick in a man and feel the same way. And I 100% think that, mm-hmm. honestly. Yeah. I do. I really, really do. Because as a gay man, if I were to have sex with a girl, after it's finished, I probably would be like, eh, it's not that as great as I thought it was going into right. it, which a lot of men feel with people who they hook up with. Yeah. After the sex is over, you're like, well, what did I do? <laughs> so in the moment when you're sexual, that's probably the the peak of where you're feeling like, yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. You could you could hook up with the guy, and I don't think you should feel shameful about that yeah. at all. No. At all. We're... We're but, sexual beings at our core. Totally. We're sexual beings. Totally. And we have found ways to construct making others feel bad for that. Uh-huh. Even though at the end of the day, we are sexual beings. And I feel like one place that I've experienced this more recently, um, my gym that I go to in New York has um, like a sauna. Mm-hmm. And I've experienced more like sneaky eyes. Always. And, like, movements in that. In it, that. But you're saying with straight men, right? Any men. Just and in general, like yeah, curiosity. they come in and yep, I just would, curiosity. if I saw them like walking around the gym, I would assume that they were straight. Sure. And I guess you're not asking, are you straight looking at me? Yeah. Right. But, but I yes. think, I just think that it's like, we're so curious and it's, that's not a bad thing, you know, not like at all. when you think of the way that dogs greet each other, like they sniff each other mm-hmm. in like the most vulnerable places on their bodies. <laughs> Like, like we should do that in public right like why not like just drop the pants lick each other's buttholes right like, nice to meet you chad <laughs> brad yeah michael all three triplets all three. um <laughs> but kidding. i i just think like at that peak of like sexual intensity yeah you just feel so turned on by like the human body because completely, we're sexual beings completely that you're not thinking in a way of like, oh, it has to be this or it has to be that. You're just like, oh my God, I just want to get off. Uh huh. And then it's that, like the buyer's remorse when it's all said and done and you're like, fuck. Yeah. I'm not turned on by it now, but like in, in that, that moment. Yeah. Right. But in that peak because, moment, like, you are. Even if you're not doing it with someone that you wouldn't have sex with, we've done it with exes uh-huh. where it's familiar and you're like, oh, if I just sleep with my ex, like I already know it's fine. And you're like horny. And then you were like, yes, yes, yes. This just feels right. And then once you're finished, you're like, fuck, why did I do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the same experience. Uh huh. But like even still, like I've had experiences where I'm like, I don't really want to have sex with you going into it. Mm-hmm. And then we had sex. And then I came out being like, oh, I could do that again. Uh-huh. Like you just got way more hotter to me. Yeah. Right. So it's not even like we're telling you do it because it's okay if you regret it. <laughs> but like, I can't imagine what it would have been like if I never like had gay sex, you know, mm-hmm. like that's where I'm at with it. Where it's like, you really don't know what you're into until you try it. And yeah. if you don't like it after you try it, then that's fine. But I'm a, I'm from that camp yeah. of like, let me try everything, which is why I was like having sex with girls, having sex uh-huh. with boys. Um, I haven't had a threesome. I don't know if I would be into it, but I wouldn't be opposed to it because I'm like, what happens if, because I remember the first time. Moment? Say what? What? 
<laughs> oh, our shower moment. Yeah. As if we just kissed in the shower. Naked. <laughs> but we didn't have bags. Um, no, but like, I remember the first time, I know we always talk about eating ass, but the first time like someone was like, oh my God, he loves eating ass. I was like 18. I was like, ew, ew. Yeah. you're eating poop. Yep. Like and being so naive. A, now we had an entire hour and a half podcast. About, about eating about ass eating last ass. last yeah. last week or last episode. But the thing is, is that like, once I was like in that moment and I was like, I would never do this. And then I was so turned on by this guy's ass, my exes. And I was like, Oh my God, for some reason I want to stick my tongue on it. And I was like, do you care? And he's never done it either at the time. So he's like, uh, are you sure? And I was like, well, are you, like, are you clean? Do you feel like you're showered? And this was right after we got out of the jacuzzi. So it had been just like yeah. chlorine, the best time to do it. <laughs> and we did it. And I was like, why have I not been doing this my entire life mm-hmm. and again it's not like it's always where i'm like every day i want to eat the ass but yeah. like i'm like yeah that was a great addition to my repertoire mm-hmm. three thousand percent and it's just it's it's a matter of exposure exposure like, the more exposure you have to it the more normalized it becomes totally and the less you're ashamed of it right you know but it's it's other people's reactions where like we might overexpose ourselves to eating ass mm-hmm. right and it, i think it desensitizes it yeah and i think because we're so open about it like we don't really feel ashamed about it no way but there are things even if it's not sexually that we might normalize ourselves with and then talk about with someone else and almost like fall back into that closet feeling of like oh wait maybe i shouldn't like talk about it or feel this way or tell people that i feel this way. i don't honestly i don't ever feel that way (laughs) you don't think so i don't but i get what you're saying yeah i just think like i think i committed to being like ridiculous (laughs) yeah Yeah. like not even in that but like being authentic i think i just put my hand on some glass definitely did all right. Brian shattered a light bulb in his room the other night. Literally shattered a light bulb and it was like late at night and I was so over it. I was like, I'll just clean it later. So I've been finding pieces of glass just shattered. Yeah, he was literally like, oh, I got it all. I got it all. And then I was like walking out and there were like chunks. Like his, his pinky toe like fell off and I'm like, oh, missed the piece. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I just think it's, we have to expose ourselves and normalize things and, and not, uh, I think it's okay to judge people like, because when I think Let's about not the say one, judge, not judge, have an opinion. It's okay to have an opinion have on things. Have an opinion things. or have a reaction. That's yeah, what I which is say. fair, completely like, fair. If you told me something off the wall, I would have an initial reaction like, to it. Oh my god! Right. Yeah. But the more that we talked about it, or if I tried it, or the more that I heard you talk about right. it, the more that I'd be like, Ugh, whatever, it's just Brian. Totally. Like by Brian being Brian, you know, like totally. I wouldn't really care anymore. But right. it was just that initial reaction to you initially telling me that it like threw me for a loop. Wait, what are we talking about? anything in general oh, like, but especially sexually this, 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 you sure, know sure, sure, where sure. like if a girl was raised to to believe that like the man who she's with can have sex with other men and but love her mm-hmm. and want to be with her mm-hmm. only like she wouldn't think as an adult i'm scared my husband is gay yes you know yes but because she's not exposed to that she's not normalized to right. it it's like this this idea in her head that she's like building up to be something right. out of nothing right right you know? right 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 yeah and I think that's really a good point. It's like what exactly I'm saying. It's like desensitizing yourself uh-huh. because like socially you're so ingrained to think a certain way and you almost have to unthink to rethink again. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm saying sexually. Like think about like I, I hear a lot of girls, a lot of my girlfriends where they're like, I don't like when guys go down on me. Mm-hmm. And it's not because they don't think it feels good. That's never the problem. Right. It's always like. I just don't, I feel weird them being down there and stuff like that. Like I feel uncomfortable. 
That's what I mean, desensitize it. If he's going down there, he obviously wants to be down there. Yep. So enjoy it, right? Let yourself uh-huh. get out of your own head and be like, because I think they're worried of like, what well, if it tastes bad yeah. or like is uncomfortable? Girl, he'll come up real quick. And if I it, was just going to say, I love the question, like how many men have ever done that to you? Ever. And they're like, oh, well, none. And I'm like, and exactly. More so than that, likely, you're never going to experience right, it. Right. And yeah. if you've never smelled your own cooter, you probably are good. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, when you smell bad. Yeah. And if you're worried about it, like, like, is it good down there? Like, ask. Who cares? Be open. <laughs> like, I think they'll appreciate that more because it yeah. shows you that you're caring about your partner. Yeah. Right? Um, but it's exactly that where you just have to, like, desensitize it. Like, why am I thinking this way? And really dissect what is going on in your head. And if you really care, then that's a moral standard. But mm-hmm. if you, you need to figure out if it's you who cares or if you think that the world tells you you should care. Because uh-huh. I think a lot of what we think is what we think the world should tell us. Uh-huh. And I think as gay people, this is why sometimes, I guess I shouldn't say that. I was going to say we're happier when most gay people are not happier. But I think there's this cool thing that happens when you come out of the closet where you get to decide what you want to think because mm-hmm. you realize this path I'm You're choosing. You're already fucking society yeah, over. I'm fucking society yeah. over choosing this path, mm-hmm. right? Not choosing it like it's a choice, but like choosing to be choosing open to about be it. Open I'm choosing to it. be open about choosing this life of difference. Uh-huh. And so let's think differently because clearly what I've been taught is not okay. So mm-hmm. what else is wrong? Mm-hmm. And it almost gives you like a high. And I yeah. think that is what's so exciting about gay sex, honestly, yeah. is like you never learned how to be gay uh-huh. ever. Like, sex ed it tells you how to do a vagina girl mm-hmm. when i was watching like i'm like that little fucking orchid flower thing looking <laughs> clam i'm never doing that like what bitch i don't need to know about periods childbirth girl <laughs> bye but i was like mm, i'm straight wow a pussy i'm so okay. horny. <laughs> like yeah show me the dick well, i mean the dick <laughs> See, it just comes out natural i'm like show me the dick no but like i was trying to act like yeah that pussy's hot chad <laughs> Cut it out. Sorry, I'll be right back. Um, I, yeah, I love that. And I think of that even in the sense of, um, like, I never really cared about fashion growing up. Uh-huh. Um, like, I thought that things looked good on some people and I would, like, want to try it out for myself. Like, I was interested in that way. But now I almost like wearing things that I know will, like, make Fuck other people it. look at it yeah. and, like, be uncomfortable for a second. Absolutely. Where I have come to love wearing like as little clothing as possible in the summer like which is so new york i feel like when you're out in new york you see uh, that a lot it's just like i get so hot and uncomfortable and like i just don't want to bother with like the feeling of clothes (laughs) on my skin while i'm sweating like it's just so gross um but with that being a man like people look at you because suddenly i'm wearing like five inch long shorts and like a teeny tiny tank top you know and people are like oh those shirts are super short right <laughs> but know? realistically it has nothing to do with you no. as being who you are do you know what i mean uh-huh. like why does that matter uh-huh. i remember but now i almost get off on them looking not get off but like i, I like find it, excitement in knowing that they're going to be thrown off by totally. how short my shorts are right. even though it has nothing to do with like being gay it's just like i personally don't like wearing short clothes but i can use being gay as an excuse to get away with it could you imagine what it would be like being a person who cared so much that you're literally smothered in heat i do know people like that but that's what i'm saying like could you i could never imagine being so uncomfortable 
uh-huh. with like being fluid, not fluid, but like open enough to be like, you know what? I'm uncomfortable. Let me get shorts that are above the knee. Mm-hmm. When guys are like, no, I don't oh, wear God. shorts. That's gay. They're like and gaucho. They're like, they're like wearing gaucho, gaucho pants. pants. Literally yeah. denim gaucho pants <laughs> and like a long ass shirt because yeah. they don't want to seem fruity yeah. yet. They're dying uh-huh. on the subway. Yeah. Like it makes no sense to me. Mm-hmm. And that's the beauty of being authentic, mm-hmm. authentically yourself. Because even if they were to say faggot, you'd be like, yeah, nigga, what? I'll suck time. that dick. Come here, I'll prove a point. Give me that dick. I'll show you how faggoty I am. <laughs> they can't say anything. Yeah. Be like, fuck you. You promise? Or <laughs> <laughs> you promise? Come over here. Get in this bussy. Meet me in the sauna. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sex in the sauna. No, thank you. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> you're like, oh, yeah, no. Yeah, no, either. I hate it too. <laughs> Just on weekends. <laughs> um, but yeah, wouldn't that be so, like, I remember when I was young, um, I was just fascinated with expression and colors and like that. And I was like, oh my God, I was so jealous that all my friends that were girls could paint their nails. I was like, why can't uh, I paint my nails? Right. Yes. And at a young age, I remember being told like, that's not what boys do. Uh-huh. And I was like, okay, you say that, but literally it's just color on a fingernail. Mm-hmm. What does this change about who I am as a person? I'm not killing anybody doing it. I'm not mm-hmm. affecting your life. I'm not affecting my life. It's not like I'm like starting to pick up cigarettes and smoke them or uh-huh. alcohol abuse. Literally, it's just like a blue color on one fingernail, a nail, Yeah. right? A nail. And you're going to throw a bitch fit about me having a blue fingernail, like mm-hmm. as if that is not okay. And like, it's weird because like, those are conversations where it's like, that's what I mean. Like, is this you really thinking? Cause morally, how is that wrong? Mm-hmm. But realistically, societally, you're being told that is so wrong. And yep. then it's so ingrained in your head that you're like, that's the way it is. And then you're yep. like, you have to unfuck yourself before you can be like, Oh wait, why am I caring about that? Uh-huh. You know, like what what does that matter? And I remember having so many conversations with my parents about that because they were so rigid on what I should be as a boy, yeah. being young. And they were like, "Get good grades, do this, do that." And I used to be the model student, you know, super friendly, um super involved. Like my parents never had to tell me like study or mm-hmm. get good grades. Like I'd get I remember the first time I ever got a B, I cried. Because I was so upset that I like ruined my perfect record. So I had that pride in myself. Because that was ingrained in you. Completely. But I think part of that was like getting validated for being smart. Uh Because I wasn't being validated for myself. So I was like, I need to hang on to anything that Uh I'm getting praised for. Right. Um, Which is a whole probably another podcast. But um, yeah. And then I wanted to dye my hair one summer. Like a, a blue color. And they're like, no, that's ugly. Like blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm being every single thing you want me to be as a good person. And I cannot even express myself. Mm-hmm. It was like so exhausting and mm-hmm. difficult. Which probably came less from their own belief system and more from them being fearful of what other people would say and 3, how they would react to 3, it. 3,000%. Yeah. It had nothing to do with what they probably felt mm-hmm. because I think internally, and I, not that I think I know this, they loved me for being the, the smart you know, model student, uh-huh. but I think they've worried that, oh, that Weaver kid is so crazy. Mm-hmm. Or how can your parents let you do that? Yeah. When it's like, fuck you, bitch. I'm my, my, exactly. I'm, my, and I, I think yeah. if my parents took that road, it would have been such a bigger statement that would have been like, oh, I love that. And if anybody were to be against you, you're like, we don't fuck with you anyways, bitch. <laughs> Get your backwards ass ass out about this face. <laughs> Get you know your rhubarb mean? ass out of my face. Exactly. Get that yeah. fucking pancake ass, rhubarb, <laughs> half bar, full bar, ain't no bar, <laughs> fucking hole on the back, out of here. <laughs> oh, oh, it's big, huh? No. 
(laughs) (laughs) But yeah, just, I don't know. How did we get down this road? Talk about sexual preference. Now we're like doing like empowerment. Like, yeah, get that bitch. Also, you look great with platinum blonde. I agree. Yeah. It's a shame that they didn't get to see like a, well, it was almost violet. Remember? I did it twice. I, I oh, did yeah. Platinum Blonde, which was like an ice blonde that I loved. It looked... Yeah, it was so good. It was crazy because... Uh, yeah, I loved it. <laughs> Sorry, I had so much to say about it, but just reminiscing. I wish I could do that again. And then, um, again, I bleached it, but then did like a lavender color. Yeah. And um, it washed out to like a gray. And I wish I had a full head of hair because my hairline's <laughs> kind of receding, but you know, I'm here for it. Like kind of, but you're also shaving your head. Yeah, I mean, I'm buzzing it. I mean, I probably could grow it out, but I just see receding. So I'm like, I feel more confident shaving it. Um, not that I'm embarrassed by it, but oh, I just, yeah. I don't like when, but I like guys, when guys are thinning. That. Exactly. Yeah. Like you have thinning hair and you're like trying to like do a comb over. It's like, just let it go. Just let it go. Just let it go. Yeah. And I, I mean, I say that I have a full head of hair. I think it would freak me out as well. But yeah, I think but again, find... here's the thing. Societally, uh-huh. it freaks us out. But internally, I don't give a fuck. Like, right. if I were to see this and not know that, like, uh-huh. being, like, having a racing hairline is, like, disgusting, I wouldn't yeah. even care. Imagine but, walking through a world without mirrors. You wouldn't even know. You would not even know. Yeah. Not even care. Yeah. Like, you could, somebody like, you have a receding hairline, you touch your hair, you're like, is that there? Uh-huh. What do you mean it's receding? Yeah. You know? Totally. Mm-hmm. But... I know. And the only reason why I got a little bit insecure about it is because my friends would be like, Ugh, he would be cute if he wasn't balding, you know? Mm. And that never bothered me. If a guy was losing his hair, I never cared. I was like, no. that's sexy. I like age. Mm-hmm. Like own, own you in whatever capacity that is. If you're, I was like, if you're balding, give the balding realness, like a good balding. I don't want to see you balding, trying to save onto youth yeah. or hang on to youth. I want you to be balding and be like, yeah, I know it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? We're all getting old. Yeah. I'm like, yes, that is sexy as fuck. Yeah. But I, for a second there, when I started feeling like my hair was receding, I was getting a little bit insecure and I really had to have this talk with myself of like, do you actually care or do you care? Cause you think you're losing something that you really aren't. Mm-hmm. And the latter was the, the thought process. I was like, girl, you're good. Yeah. Sometimes I had to remind myself that but yeah. in the end i'm like you're good and after i shaved it people were like that looks so good and right. it gives me this like athletic look that is totally my aesthetic right now so i'm like oh, right now. For it. give it a year and you'll be like fuck it's not my my aesthetic anymore so i'm gonna start wearing wigs and toupees yeah looking like cardi b with like 18 inches <laughs> walking through letting it blow in the wind i'm wow. like i'm here ow you want a coke <laughs> ice yes <laughs> yeah hmm we're kind of going really long. I was going to say we can move on. Well, were you done first off? Yeah. I think we covered it pretty well. Yeah. I was going to say let's move on to fresh smoothies where it's a blend of your ideas with ours. Okay. You need to talk about ASMR this week. Oh, okay. We'll make it really brief because it really is not that deep. But let me pull up the technical term so I'm not like feeding you bullshit with ASMRs because <laughs> I ain't trying to show me the receipts, right? Where are the facts? Right. <laughs> show me the facts. ASMR. Um. I guess this is a good episode to start it because I started the episode with ASMR. So ASMR is autonomous sensory meridian response. And this is an experience characterized by a static-like or tingling sensation on the skin that typically begins on the scalp and moves down the back of the neck and upper spine. So really, have you ever been to like um, a doctor's appointment or got a facial or a haircut or even like someone slowly rubbing... 
a haircut, haircut. always exactly what you're talking about a haircut. or someone like rubbing your back slowly mm-hmm. oh i'm just talking about it gives me it right now yeah but like it's just like this really relaxing feeling where you're on the verge of almost falling asleep ultimately. that you can never give yourself never give yourself yeah. it's almost like those things too that you kind of get where you know like the things at dave and buster's or whatever where it's like that that like that um it's like little wires and you like put it on your scalp like a scalp massager oh, right, and it right, gives right, you right. the tingling feeling mm-hmm. i don't think it's like that personally for me when yeah, i feel it no. there's like a little bit of a difference like that is more topical mm-hmm. when it's i'm more saying internal asmr is for sure internal yeah. where like you get it on the back of your neck and like in your brain and it mm-hmm. just almost pulses out of you yeah. on a rhythm yeah um and it just it's so relaxing you're just like oh, please don't stop uh-huh. um i would almost venture on saying it's better than an orgasm honestly almost, like it's, literally yeah so that's why i'm a little bit obsessed with it um I feel like it's now becoming more main culture because, like, Cardi B, you said, did, like, an ASMR video. But what it is is, like, if you type in ASMR on YouTube, there are tons, hundreds of um, videos of it. So, okay, yeah, this is our fresh fruit. Someone wrote in saying... What is ASMR? Because mm-hmm. they know I talk about it on my Instagram story. So this it. is why we're saying fresh fruit. It. So the segment now that we're in, fresh fruit, fresh blending, fruit, blending your ideas with ours. And the person said, what is ASMR? And so that's what it is. But um, I kind of got obsessed with it without it being mainstream because uh-huh. I stumbled. I don't even know how I stumbled upon it. But I was like, what? And um, <laughs> it was a video. And they're always so weird. They're so weird to watch. To watch. If you just listened, it wouldn't be as weird. But when you're watching these people like on YouTube right. make the videos, right. you're like, you're almost as mesmerized by like the sight of it as you are the feel of yes. it. Yes. Yeah. So it's funny because I feel like it started off as like a little quick video, and then now there's like different categories. It's almost like a like a rolodex of like ASMR. I didn't know. That. Oh my god, I'm about to get into it right now. So. <laughs> Like some videos are um, just people like tapping on like glass with nails. I'm like getting the feeling. Yeah, because you get it. You can, yeah. Or like tapping on like hollow things, just like if you can hear that. I hope they can hear that. I hope they can hear it too. If not, he's he's like tapping on his microphone. Um, or like makeup brushes against the microphone, where it's like, mm. yeah, like that. Um, or like just like. Where it's just calming, really yeah. relaxing. And um, mouth noises where they'll just be like. The one like. Ew, yeah. Stop. <laughs> where it's like, like you feel like someone's on your neck. But here's the, the weird thing that Shane talks about is if you type in ASMR on YouTube, it's like videos of people with the camera really close up to their <laughs> face. And they're like, it's really intimate. And it almost turns sexual because yeah. it sounds like they're whispering really close into your ear uh-huh. when they're not. And literally it's like teenage girls and boys. Granted, it's anybody. But the big yeah. ones are like younger people. And even like in the comments, people are like, is it weird that I'm kind of turned on? Uh-huh. And it's it really isn't turned on like I want to fuck the person because right, that's no, pedophilia, no, no. It but it's turned on the in the sense of like, oh, this is so relaxing. And it feels weird that you're it's getting this relaxed. It's like releasing sensory emotions that you're not used to feeling. Exactly. Yeah. But this is where it gets so Rolodexy is that like literally it'll be like ASMR haircut scenario. And it's a person with a fake background acting like they're getting you're getting a haircut. And they're like, hi, welcome to the barber. I hear weird. that you want to get a haircut today. So just go ahead and take a you know, and they're like going through the Ew, scenario. Really? Swear to God. So I started watching it and realizing this is like my fantasy porn. Literally all these different versions. And I'm like, and this is like people who are tapping. So it's like tapping ASMR if that's what triggers you. Yeah. Or it's like um 
role play, honestly, like yeah. facial ASMR, haircut ASMR, doctor's visit ASMR. So I knew I got Literally it. Literally my Rolodex of porn. <laughs> That's what you're saying? Like, yeah, I love porn. a good backstory. So like, give me a physical exam. I like exam. into acting and I'm give like me- creative. So I need like a good story, like a love story to believe yes. that when the dick is entering the butthole. Build it up, build it up, build it up. They're in love. <laughs> I want to see passion in love. Okay. I can't. Yes. So no, um, I knew that for me, going to the doctor's office creates that for me in real life. Really? Right? Yeah. Like if I go to a doctor's office, I always get ASMR in the weirdest way because you know it's when they put like the stethoscope yes, on your back. Uh. Excuse me, I'm getting all excited, <laughs> <laughs> just choking on my spit trying to get it out. No, but like when they like go <sighs> on uh-huh. the stethoscope and they're like, breathe in, now out. I'm uh-huh. like, oh my god, and it's only just male doctors that it happens uh, to. Yes. Um, they don't even have to be cute. No, no, just no. male doctors. Yeah, I think that that like, it's almost like this sense of comfort I feel because like if anything, like if I were to get shot, he could save me, and that uh-huh. sense of like, almost I don't want to put it this way, but like a Jesus figure, like <laughs> where like this is my savior. That's uh-huh. where it just feels like so relaxing. Yeah. And when they're like talking calmly and they're like clicking their pen and you just hear it like scratching on the paper and stuff, I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, this is there's so, relaxing. so many. Oh my god, I never thought of the doctor's office. Like, I mean, I've experienced all of those like. Reactions, yeah. But I've never in an ASMR setting thought of that. that. Sometimes I just go see the doctor because I want to be relaxed. (laughs) Okay, can afford that. (laughs) I'm just like a hundred dollar massage or a fifteen dollar (laughs) copay. I'm like, okay, Kaiser, here I come. Yeah, just weekly. I'm here for my checkup, and he's like, uh, you're fine. I'm like, but let's try. Let's let's figure this out. I have a neck pain. Um, just write my back. Fake prescriptions. Yeah, right. Just can you write on this paper? Play with the stethoscope. I'm like, I'll come during even your lunch break. You don't have to like really do anything. We can sit and talk. Just a zip off ziploc bag, like opening and closing, and like yeah. But um, yeah. So like, it has to be male ASMR doctor visit role play. Mm. but you know what my newest asmr is like i said i don't know if i said this on the podcast but i'm weirdly like i don't give a fuck about makeup Mm. did i say this maybe i don't give a fuck about makeup but i love watching makeup tutorials i don't know why that is it's so mesmerizing literally i know everything about fenty beauty (laughs) like i'm not even kidding it's at um uh mid to full coverage their foundation see i don't give a fuck but i've watched literally Endless amounts of Fenty Beauty reviews from like Jeffree Star and um, uh, Jackie Aina. Jackie, 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 Jackie. Hey, Jackie. Like that's her intro. Um, who else? Manny Beauty M- or Manny MUA. So like I've done my research. Yeah. Mid to full coverage. She got a full shade range, 40 shades for all the You're girls. Speaking of Rihanna. Rihanna, yeah. Right. But mind you, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So then I started seeing makeup ASMR videos. <laughs> From Jeffree Star. Oh, my God. So, he's, like, the case is, like, opening and closing. No, he ain't even doing like, makeup. He's reading hate comments. <laughs> wait, literally, oh, he's just, like, he's just reading doing into ASMR. the microphone. Yeah, but I always um, watch his videos because I, for something, for some reason, when he talks on the microphone, it calms me down. Mm. And, like, I know people always say he's racist, but I don't find him racist because he actually came out with the apology video that I felt was sincere. Mm-hmm. And I felt like he was... I honestly have said some. So he used, I think, way back then when Jeffrey Star was on MySpace, he was just really outlandish, always like responsive. And I think at that time in his life, he was going through some sort of journey that made him feel like he needed to fight, right? Like Mm -hmm. the Vixen. He just came here to fight. (laughs) And so um, now looking back, 
with age you grow and i honestly do feel like he grow uh-huh. he he grew yeah. where he was like yeah i was that angry person who just wanted a reaction and now he's like i realize i shouldn't have done that and i've been that way mm-hmm. before where i'll say stuff just, just acting out yeah just acting out being like let me say the most outlandish things just to get a response mm-hmm. and so i get i'm sure i've said plenty of racist stuff within this podcast too you know <laughs> but then when someone calls you out on your bullshit you realize that you're wrong and then you move on right well you accept it learn from it and then move on so long story short that's how i feel jeffree star is so i do look at his videos obviously i'm not buying his product because i don't buy makeup like i said i'm not yeah. into it but i'm into his youtube videos so <laughs> if anything i'm giving him a higher count but for a while there when i moved into the house i didn't have my tv set up so i'd watch youtube videos to fall asleep and uh-huh. that was one of the ones that i could fall asleep to because i hear like him putting his brushes on the thing and they'll like clink yeah. and stuff like that and just hearing that i get i think is a little bit nostalgic for me like when i would like listen to my mom get ready i would just yeah. lay there and watch her and hearing all of that kind of brings me back to that mm-hmm. calm state but he did like a asmr video two of them where he was reading like hate comments and it was oh so God. funny because it was like asmr video but he'd be like reading hate comments that were posted on his video so he'd be like from at whatever you know there he'd read their hand on he'd be like jeffree star you're such a fucking cunt and you you know, like yeah. just stuff that is not relaxing, but yeah. the way he was saying it was so relaxing. And I would get in a trance where if you walked in on me, you would just see me staring with my <laughs> eyes like unblinked, un- <laughs> unblinked. Is that a word? Like they wouldn't like be blinking. Kind of just like in a trance, like yeah. watching this AMSR- ASMR video, getting all the head tingles. And I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> but I have to listen to men voices to get ASMR. See, I don't know because like, I think my first... Um, introduction mm-hmm. or real introduction to ASMR was the one who most people have seen the lady eating the pickle and typing there, there's on that the computer. Muk, uh, mukbang. What is it? Mukbangs or book. Yeah. Mukbangs where it's like, it was a Korean thing where in, for whatever reason it was a Korean fad for Koreans to record themselves eating. Oh, weird. I don't, it's like an ASMR where it just creates this like, or like that, um, what is it? The um, slime, slime videos, like where it's just people fingering slime, not fingering in a sexual yeah, sense, yeah. but like they'll just play with slime and like Ew, you watch that. Was a thing. Mukbang where they'll record people eating and then it huh. became Mukbang ASMR where it like just filters, you know, like worlds are colliding. Oh my God. So yeah, where like that black lady was eating yeah. a pickle and she's like... <laughs> Yeah, and yeah. she is like typing on her computer with her long fingernails uh-huh. at the same time. Uh-huh. And there were so many like like senses happening. And it's or, weird like, how it just triggers on, yeah. the weirdest stuff. Yeah. yeah. I've never I don't think I've listened to a male ASMR. We're gonna play one for you. Okay. Watch we're gonna be like in a trans and like I someone's know, gonna right? walk walk in and we're like, Oh shit shit like cover shit like, <laughs> like we're doing something, something bad. Wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like, That's oh my god, funny. oh my god. But it was funny because um I was talking to my other friend and I like told her, I was like, Oh, have you heard of ASMR? And she's like, No, what is it? And then a week later I like caught up with her. I was like, just look into it. And then she was obsessed. She's really? like, Oh my god. <laughs> and what's really awkward or not awkward, but beautiful about ASMR is these videos that they make are an hour long. So if, if you don't get tingles within the t- first two minutes, you have 58 to try to get them. Oh my God. <laughs> so they're long. Like literally all the ASMR videos are at least 30 minutes to an hour. Wow. Continual recording. I should start listening to these. And there was one that, um, that I'm going to end with this, but there was a new one that came out with a little, um, she's probably like 10 year, 10 year old girl. She's a meme now, a redheaded girl. Oh my God! Yes, yes. She like she whispers. Uh huh. She's like just sit and, right there. Yeah, but she's kind of mean. She's mean. Yeah, yeah. like like yeah. her her. She's gimmick, a flight attendant. I was just gonna say yeah. like bitchy flight attendant. Yes. Or bitch like. I guess you want to go. Okay. <laughs> like that. Like just like rolling her eyes, yes. or she'll eat like um, what's it called? Like uh, honeycombs. 
was a thing. Yeah. Not the cereal, but like actual oh, honeycomb. Oh, okay. Or like um Taco Bell. She's like, these nacho fries are so good. Like my parents took me here and uh <laughs> do you hear that outside? <sighs> it's so loud. Sorry if you can hear that. Like so <laughs> attitude. And it's like I love it. She but like because I said it's like that intimate thing, I feel wrong for watching her videos yeah. because it's just like literally she's just eating and talking, yeah. but in a whisper. Like mm-hmm. literally talking as if this podcast were yeah. like sexual preference you know right but it's in a whisper but because it looks so intimate i'm like i'm uncomfortable <laughs> yeah um but yeah that is asmr cool. well look into asmr and find your niche your niche in it your fetish um did you want to end this podcast because we're like a little bit over an hour and 15 minutes oh, that's great um let's let's talk about in season and we'll end with that oh okay what's uh, in season for you christmas music really have you well, been playing christmas music all day today you're such a liar. No, I swear. Shane, can you not wait until the 1st of November? Well, I normally do, but here's the thing. Because Halloween falls on a weekday, I know I'm not going to really be celebrating it because I go on standby at midnight that night. Uh-huh. And so, like, for me, Halloween is kind of over. Like, today yeah, because on standby, you just 1st. sit in silence. Yeah. <laughs> I just stupid. wait to be called all wait. day. Just, I just staring sit. at your phone in a dark room. Yeah. Um, so, like, because I celebrated last night, um, I just woke up today and I was like, you know what? Today's the day. Halloween is over for me. Like, we're cleaning up from the party. It's kind of wrapping up the as you're like season. taking your wig off, right? Right. <laughs> taking out your bob, like your pink curls. Taking all my all half my makeup Mulan. off my face. <laughs> Mulan half. Who is that girl I see? Just the most magical makeup remover yeah, in the like, world, where she erases half of half face their in face a in one swipe. Yeah. Um, um, but you're like, Christmas is here. All things holiday, really. It's not just holiday music. Um, Are you ready to jingle your like, bales? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm still on that pumpkin grind, but, like, the gingerbread starts to come out. <gasps> eggnog like, is my jam. See, I've never really gotten into eggnog. Are we even friends? It's not even, like... I'm sure I could get into the flavor. It's the milkiness of it. I love that. That's my favorite part, where it almost oh, is, like, thick, like, like egg yolk, which yeah. is so natural. Natu- normally, I'd be like, that's disgusting, yeah. but for something about... Me and me and Kenosha, shout out to Kenosha, who's my other really good friend. We Wait. love Dijonay. <laughs> Shane thinks that Kenosha reminds her of Dijonay no, from Proud Family. Kenosha reminds everybody of Dijonay. Now, now yes. she'll hate you. You believed for that. it when I first I did, showed you that photo. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> Kenosha used to love wearing these little tops that would like just peekaboo her belly button <laughs> and dj always stands with her hand on her hip and her all this attitude yeah just all the attitude just kenosha. but yeah. me and kenosha would love eggnog and we'd always be like do you want to bump bump in it and i'm like what's a bump up it's just bailey's so Ew. we'd always be like let's have a little bump bump night that's <laughs> <laughs> so literally us just drinking eggnog with bailey's but neither of us drink neither of us drink so yeah. literally it's like a full cup like a 16 ounce glass of eggnog with literally with a l- more you're adding more cream more cream but like so when we add it, it's like a little touch because we're like, oh, we could taste alcohol. <laughs> um, it's but just yeah. yeah, it's all things holiday. It's like that that feeling of well, especially in New York where right. you start bundling up with layers right, right, and right, like right. you stay in on cold days like just because you don't want to go outside and you like don't know what that's like in LA. So right, that's true. But it's that's my in right now. It's sure. like it's the start of all that. So I'm like really excited for well, it. Well, no, I get that because yeah. like they send us up to Fairbanks, Alaska during the winter, mm. which I don't know why they do that being LA it's based. So weird, yeah. And it's like the first time, the first year I worked, the first month, they were like, "Oh, you're going up to um, Fairbanks, Brian," and I'm like, oh "I don't even know what to pack." Look <laughs> at the weather, negative forty two. Yeah, girl, have you ever experienced negative forty two? I have Chicago. 
Oh, uh, really? Yeah. Not, well, I wouldn't say 42, but definitely in the negative 20s before. Okay. Yeah. I see. Well, Where, yeah. like, literally you step outside, and I'm not... It took me until I was a little older to understand what it was, but your nose hairs literally freeze the second you are exposed to that coldness. Yeah. Like, you can feel your hairs. Yeah, yeah, Just, yeah. like, ice cold. Yeah. I love it. Hmm. I mean, I don't love it. <laughs> no, that's awful. I like nice full, fall days, but not, like below freezing um what's your in right now what are you into what's the hot goss <laughs> what's the hot goss um for some reason this is the only thing i can think of but um lately i've really been into um sparkling water with a dash of apple juice really yeah when i lived oh. in germany they had this like uh mint soft or apple soft i don't remember what it's called i'm probably butchering it but it was like fizzy apple really huh. it was just like soda ap- soda apple water yeah. i don't know um, but yeah, like fizzy apple juice. Um, but like, you know, apple juice, I haven't drinking drink. I haven't drinking juice in a long time. That's not orange juice. Like usually when I go to the right. store and buy juice, it's orange juice. And I love lots of pulp in my orange juice. So it's a mm. little bit more tangy and like yeah. not as sweet. Um, and then I tried apple juice recently and I was like, this is straight up sugar. Mm-hmm. Like it's so sweet. So I started putting club soda in it. Literally like three parts club soda. It is such a flat attendant yeah. thing. Why is that? Because you start, you just get bored of one thing, so you start mixing things. And you don't and want like, you don't like want drinks. like soda all the time. That's right. just not gonna. And you cut don't want to drink like the full cans of juice because there's so much sugar. So and, much sugar. Yeah. So literally, I'll do like three parts club soda, one one part um, apple, apple juice. juice, and it's like the most refreshing drink for me. And I don't know why that came to mind for my in season this episode, but all right, that's well, it. I. Probably won't try that, but if that sounds good to you, you run out to the store and you get yourself some club <laughs> soda and some apple juice, or you just hop on a flight. Hop on a flight. Yeah, but I guess that ends it here. Okay, well, I'd like to thank our audience for listening to this podcast. You better ace a motherfucker out of this, baby. <laughs> we can laugh at ASMR. <laughs> That's probably too loud. But here's the thing. We'll catch you guys on our next episode of... Bye, guys. (laughs) Bye.